0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. Sure good to see you today. It's good to see you, man. Here it is
1: Thursday this week. April 14th. That's right, April 14th, 2022. I do, I do have to tell you, um, I think it's like 87 years ago today, mm-hmm. I found out this recently, was what a lot of people in the Midwest refer to as Black Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of the worst dust storms during the Dust Bowl. Okay. Just crazy, and it fell on a Sunday the week mm-hmm. before Easter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just crazy, crazy, crazy how awful it was. And so uh, I'm what I'm thinking about is as I've seen a little things about that, watched a little bit of a documentary, I know that we today Mm -hmm. are worried about gas prices, and worried about some of the grocery prices, and none of that is anything to scoff at. But, man, that that what was going on 87 years ago in the Midwest was just intensely crazy. And I want to be thankful for the prosperity that I still get to enjoy right now.
0: Well, absolutely. We need to be thankful for the prosperity, the blessings that we have. Sometimes we've got to remember it can always be worse. Yeah, yeah. And so not to be complaining or grumbling. Yeah. Uh, but to be prepared, and certainly be prepared with the Lord Mm -hmm. who is going to see his people through come what may. Yes. Now, this Sunday, uh, Lord willing, April 17th, -hmm. you're actually going to be bringing a lesson to us talking about... The beginning
1: of our faith, which I'm sure has a lot to do with confidence in the Lord. Tell us about that. Well, it's going to be a lesson that I hope actually will provide us with a foundation for faith mm-hmm. and hope and peace and contentment and joy, no matter what we face, no even, if what were, even if it were to get as bad as like that Black that's Sunday all, I was talking Sunday, you about. Yeah. Because um, 2,000 years ago, Jesus really did come into the world. He mm-hmm. really did live here. He taught here and he, they killed him. Mm-hmm. But on the third day, he was resurrected. And there are a lot of folks today that, as they're looking at their religious and spiritual beliefs, they're doing what is being called deconstructing and mm-hmm. deconverting. And yeah, see ripping that all, it all over the ripping internet, ripping that all apart. Yeah. And what I want to talk about is okay. Now you've pulled it apart. What are you going to do with the pieces? Mm-hmm. Let's 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 pick this up and start looking at them and figuring out how we can build something that really is true. Yeah, and the foundation is. That resurrection, Jesus came into the world and he actually faced awful death just like mm-hmm. we do, yeah. in in awful ways. But he did it in order to to be raised, in order to be king. So that's that's what we're going to talk about this Sunday. So that's going to be at
0: ten a.m. If you need directions, if you need the address and everything, go to our website www. Christians yeah today we're going to continue our discussion in Galatians 4 on text talk yes Galatians chapter 4 and I've got my new King James version of the Bible right here and I'm going to read from it verse 17 through 20 that's exactly right Galatians 4 verses 17 through 20 they zealously court you but for no good yes they want to exclude you that you may be zealous for them but it is good to be zealous in a good thing always and not only when I am present with you my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you I would like to be present with you now and to change
1: my tone for I have doubts about you what a picture what mm-hmm. a picture and mm-hmm. as we talked yesterday or maybe it was uh, as as we talked in one of the earlier conversations recently yeah recently uh, Paul has shifted his tactic, mm-hmm. and we're in that, what we call the pathos, the passion, yes. thinking about shame and honor and emotion. Mm-hmm. And so now he brings up this really emotional picture of childbirth. Yes, he does. And he describes himself as being in childbirth. I mean, this is, this is really a picture, and it's kind of awkward, actually, I think, uh, for some, but it's the idea of he is trying to birth Jesus in the people mm-hmm. that he Jesus is working. I want to form Jesus in you. It really is supposed to be a picture of a pregnant woman as a child is forming in her and she is being filled with that child. We are Jesus is being formed in us and we are being filled with Jesus.
0: So the, the labor picture here, when he's talking about the labor, it's not labor like I've been working on the railroad it is and not. swinging a hammer, mm-hmm. uh, right? Well, it's, at least it's, in this
1: particular verse, he's really talking about like labor, like right. childbirth, so, and the pains. Yeah. And so toils you think about childbirth.
0: the the anguish and the strength and and, and uh, passion and all of it together to bring this child into the world. And he's saying that now, and you know, I'm doing. He says that I'm doing this
1: until Christ is formed in you, or to form Christ in you. Yeah, that's the idea. And so we have actually got kind of both sides of this childbirth picture as he's as he's using this language. it's as it's it's like I am giving birth to Christ in you, but it's like you are now. Christ is in you being formed in you like a baby gets formed inside the womb mm-hmm. of a mother mm-hmm. and so we're, we have this whole picture that he's really bringing to mind about Christ being formed in you and I will tell you there's a there's a really painful part of this picture yeah. when we walk through what Paul is talking about and I know for for many folks and 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 for you it's it's a it's an emotional it pulls up emotional memories because sure. what Paul is talking about is the idea that he has come to these people because he says he's in childbirth Again, Mm, he's doing this again, Again. because when he had come to Galatia and taught them, that is what he was doing. He was in childbirth. He was trying to form Christ in them, but then he left and these Judaizing teachers came and shifted things. And and it's a picture of miscarriage. Mm. It's a picture of miscarriage that he came for Jesus to be born in them, to be formed in them. But these Judaizing teachers have come and, and killed the baby. And, and it's, it's a miscarriage, a stillbirth. And so, so here is a mother who has gone through the pains of childbirth, but it has been in vain because the child has died. Mm. And he says, now I'm in it again. Now I'm in those pains again, trying to give birth to Jesus to be formed in you. And I'm afraid that that toil is going to be in vain. Wow. I mean, it's, it's a really powerful gut wrenching, emotional picture and that, that is that kind of pathos that we talked mm-hmm. about the other day, the passion, the emotional argument to really get them to realize that – what a shameful thing this is! I yeah. came, you loved me, I loved you. We all recognized this was the truth. I left, and now you've just gone after, gone after the next thing that came along. Yeah, and and so now I'm trying to, to to bring us back to where we were before. Well,
0: that next thing that came along. One of the things I see here is is the echo to what was said earlier in chapter three when he asked them, "Who has bewitched you? Mm-hmm. You know, who who has um, that evil eye that we talked about yeah. and tricked them in a way." In verse seventeen, uh, they are zealously courting you, right? They're they're leading them away and enticing them away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the overtures of love and for your good, but he makes it clear it's. It's not because they love you and this is not for your good. Uh, They're going to get something out of it, uh, you know, fleecing the people or, you know, as kind of some type of aggrandizement because they're now seen as great teachers. But the end is that they're going to exclude you, you know, exclude you from what? Well, I think it's excluding from the idea of the promise and the inheritance and the blessing of sonship that you get to call God father and all these things. They're going to block you out of that. And it shouldn't be that way because because you had Christ.
1: He says, these folks are coming along and they're making much of you. Mm-hmm. They're, they're acting like you're super important and you're this really important thing. He said, but in reality, they're they're not as concerned about you as, you, as they think you are. Look, it is good to be made much of for a good purpose. Mm-hmm. And so Paul doesn't act like it's wrong to pump people up. It's wrong right. to, to talk about how important people can be if, yeah. if that's really the genuine motive. But these guys are coming along and that's not it. It's, yeah. you know, we're going to make much of you really and then we're going to shut you out. We're going to say you're not a part of this so that you start making much of us. Yeah. Oh, you are the teachers. You are the ones who, Paul's pointing out, this isn't about me. So For them, it's about them. It's about them being followed. It's about them having influence. He said, this isn't about me. He said, if I come in and I teach you something wrong, I don't want you following me. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's about what is the truth. And you guys believed the truth. You guys believed the truth. Jesus Christ was being formed in you and and now you've, you've gone and done this other thing. Yeah. He says that's that's why would you go back and do that?
0: More of the pathos he talks about, I wish I could be present with you yeah. and change my tone. And I always think that's curious when you're reading
1: something on paper. Yeah. What was the tone?
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he
1: I think he realizes that he's being hard. Yeah. He's being harsh. I overheard someone talking about culture and um that he was reading a commentary and he said it's, it amazes him. And he was talking about the churches that he had grown up. And actually this this was an issue of black versus white culture, black churches versus white oh, churches. Yeah. Yeah. Is the 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 interview I was listening to. And and this was a, a fella who uh, claims to be a Christian, was a black fella, mm-hmm. and he talked about growing up in the churches. He said, you know, what he grew up with was preachers getting heated. Mm. You know, with with hellfire and brimstone. Okay. And so now that he had devoted his life to preaching within the denomination that he was in, he would read these commentators that talked about, you know, Paul—I mean, essentially, like, well, Paul must have been having a bad day. You know, Paul is really going over the top here, uh, and Paul is really getting angry and probably shouldn't be getting quite this angry, and this guy's reading these commentators like, what are they talking about? you know, this is, this is what preachers do. Preachers get heated. This stuff is important. This stuff is important. You get heated and you get, you get on fire. He says, this is, I, and it was, it was interesting to hear that kind of different cultural perspective Mm -hmm. from the kind of preaching he had grown up listening to. So he said, you know, I read Galatians and I'm not bothered by Paul being heated and having a tone that is angry at all. Well, I guess that's
0: true. And,
1: um, I've heard a variety of different preachers
0: as well, but I, I've had certainly uh, older brethren come and tell me, "Boy, when I was a little kid, yeah, the preachers, man, they'd preach on hell, and you'd be feeling the flames licking your
1: toes, yeah." And when somebody does it today, we think, "Oh, well, I'm glad you got that off your chest." <laughs> yeah, you know, are you feeling better, now? Are you feeling did better you, did, now? Did you did you need to get get that off? But Paul says, "I wish I could be there with you because then I could change my tone." And I think I what was, he's saying is is that he believes that if he was really there, he knows they'd listen. And, and and they would right. be able to have this and, this better thing
0: in the presence again. They would remember the love, received them like they received them before, like an angel or like Christ Jesus. And they were willing to give them their eyes and all those things um, because of those connections. I I heard a preacher talking one time. You know what 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 is the work of of a minister and working with the congregation? What are mm. you
1: trying to do? I bet I know what you're going to say.
0: It was this verse that he went to. Oh, okay. It was. I thought
1: you were going to do that old line, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Oh, yeah, that's a good one too, but no, he didn't. (laughs) He actually quoted this here in Galatians 4 Mm -hmm.
0: about laboring to form Christ in you. Yes. And he took that to ministers and preachers. And like, what to what lengths will you go? Yeah. And where is your passion? And where is your toil? And where is your labor? And you think you're done? You're not done
1: because the work is forming Christ. And it will be painful. Yeah. And it'll be laborious and mm-hmm. toilsome and hard. And at moments you will be saying, why have you done this to me? Yeah. And but I, can I tell you what? That that has
0: sort of echoed in my ears and haunted me a lot more than... Afflicting the comfortable
1: and comforting
0: the Yeah, I afflicted.
1: bet. I bet. Good point. <laughs> it's been a lot
0: more convicting.
1: But, but when, when it takes place, just as a mother finds that it was all worth it once she's holding the child in her arms. Of course. When Christ is actually formed in us and in others, all of the labor, all of the toil, all of the pain, all of the hardship was worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This actually ties back to Galatians 2.20. Oh, oh this, absolutely. Because really, yeah, yeah, in Galatians 2.20, yeah. he talked about it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Mm-hmm. And and now the life I live, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He's saying, that's what I'm trying to get you to, that it's Christ in you. It's Christ formed in you. That sounds like ethos to me because he's saying that he's practicing what he preaches. Yes. He's not asking to do anything that he doesn't do himself. The credibility, the yes. ethics. He says, I've been there. This is what I've done. And I'm trying to bring that to you as well. And so I'm going to work and we're going to go through the labor. So maybe one of the
0: lessons I need to take today is even as I try to minister and form Christ in others, it, it needs to be Christ living in start me, with living me. through me. Start, well, you yeah. start with you. I start yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. absolutely. Amen.
1: Absolutely. All right, one more conversation in Galatians 4 this week. We'll do that tomorrow, and I'm going to talk about that great allegory, so I'm excited to talk about that with you. Uh, anybody, are you, are you going, going to get technical? I might. People have an ear out for the technicalities. I know, I know. Good friend of mine says he gets warm and fuzzy when I say we're going to get technical. <laughs> I think it probably will a little bit. Allegory just automatically. we got to define that word. Anyway, that's for tomorrow. Thanks for listening into a conversation here between Andrew and me. Hope it's been helpful. If you've got any questions or comments you want to make, you can email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, thank you for your son, Jesus. And we pray that he will be formed in us. And we pray that as we work with others, we will labor and toil and struggle and go through the hardship as we strive for Jesus to be formed in others. We pray that for our kids, even as we parent, that we want that to happen for our children, that Jesus Christ will be formed in in them. We pray that for our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, our fellow Christians that we're already meeting with, that Jesus will be formed in us and forgive us because far too often we try to push him out. And so, Lord, open up our hearts and our minds, our eyes and ears, that Jesus would be formed within us. It's through Jesus that we ask this. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day.
0: Steady, pass the word along.